0: what's up everybody don't
1: cut this out of the recording bro like that's what i'm saying oh
0: my god i'm not gonna cut anything can i just do the intro Uh, hear me out though first of all that was (laughs) universal alignment and you're being a hater that wasn't the universe what's good people my name is and this is hear me out though the podcast where i literally just want you to hear me out we're about to go down many rabbit holes a lot of unpopular opinions possibly a lot of controversial stuff a little bit of this a little bit of that with some of my nearest and dearest and today for the inaugural episode I have my partner the artist okay photographer visionary healer all around Guru type figure, Mr. Sobuke Mappefan. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, um, to you? Nothing much. I'm good. And you?
0: I'm chilling. Uh, so just to give a bit of background, this is something that this podcast is something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, and it's based on a lot of very intense, dope conversations that I find myself having it gets a bit dicey which is exactly why i need you to hear me out though because some of these opinions can get a bit wild correct would you would you say that i have some wild opinions thought patterns
1: mm, views i think it's not i don't think it's wild it's just i just think it's different
0: so generally how this is going to work moving forward is i love to discuss and have conversations about kind of the most significant things that I am going through experiencing in any particular moment. And this afternoon, we actually had quite a significant moment in our ongoing conversation, which I feel like our relationship is an ongoing conversation in many ways, right? And the thing that came up today was triggers and it's it's actually quite funny because my my mind really does work like that where I will be thinking about something generally before not before it happens like I'm psychic but just you know in my thought in my mind I'm, I'm kind of processing something or reflecting on something and a lot of times it comes back a couple of days later maybe a week later and I have an opportunity to practice what I have been reflecting on. Does that make sense? So, to give you an example, I was thinking about one of the earlier fights that we had. I feel like maybe let's let's clarify it because we don't really have like intense fights, I think. I think there is very much so at the beginning there were a lot of like miscommunications, misunderstandings, things of that nature and that kind of disrupts the harmonious flow of things and what happens with us in particular is once the energy is thrown off like it's nasty nobody wants to to be around the other person can you can you speak to that like in the beginning we had so many disconnections and it just sucks you know so anyway i'm thinking about or i was thinking about one of these misunderstandings or disconnections as we like to call them and just essentially thinking of the details of how it happened and that got me to realizing like you know triggers are really the ways in which we learn about each other because had we not had that conversation that i was reflecting back on and i'll tell you in a second Off air, what it was. But had we not had that disconnect, then I wouldn't have known a significant trigger for you. And I wouldn't have known how to navigate. Do you get what I mean? Like I wouldn't have known that that was a trigger. And so the conclusion that I then came to was triggers are important, particularly if the next person kind of is empathetic sympathetic open and vulnerable enough to hear what the triggered person is talking about and to to acknowledge it and 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 work towards correcting that behavior or ensuring that that behavior or that trigger never actually comes back up again right so yeah in essence that's what i'm saying i'm saying triggers are important because they get you to understanding a little bit more about the next person's internal space what ticks them off and I feel like I'm rambling but oftentimes in relationships I find you know it's easy to dwell and to be preoccupied with the positive aspects of the relationship particularly in the beginning right we're in love honeymoon phase all that good stuff and the second we start to kind of hit a little bit of friction somebody gets triggered or there's a fight or there's a whatever you want to call it we then try to run away from the negativity we try to quote unquote the negativity right and we don't understand in that moment that if you actually embrace the negativity or you embrace the discomfort it actually will be beneficial to the both of you and your relationship in the long run but i find with a lot of relationships other people's relationships that they're not willing to first and foremost have open vulnerable honest conversations
1: yeah i think i think in in terms of other people's relationships and our relationship the best way to put it is to say previous relationship experiences and instead of saying other people's relationships because we don't know about other people's relationships That's another thing. But definitely what you've experienced with people and how they are usually not ready and willing to go to those deep places or dark places or uncomfortable, you know, zones where you have to now look at even just the basic concepts of human relationships. You're always going to have those different, like people are afraid of them. Whether it's our parents and, you know, I saw it like like a meme. I think it was yesterday or today that said, parents don't like hearing the truth. So they call it disrespect. Mm. So it's, mm. it's like these different things. It's all our relationships, you know, right. it's all our relationships. Right. Like My relationship with my dad, I know that there's certain places I can't go with him. You understand? Mm. Even when I'm trying to like get to that place where I can build something with my dad, as far as our relationship, there's like there's certain areas that are a bit dark for him that he doesn't want to go. So he'd rather whatever the relationship that we have is whatever that, it is you understand sure so we we never get to break those different thresholds of relationship and interaction and intimacy all in its different forms you know and then you have relationships with your friends you know there's people that you can't you find it very difficult to it's very difficult as a for me like i think also with you and some some of your expenses for me personally i've always found it very difficult for me to correct people when, or just call people out when they hurt me. Mm. Like, I've already found, found it very difficult because I've always had maybe like experiences. One, I'm always the person that can bear the whole thing. I have the capacity and the strength to carry any amount or level of pain on my shoulders and tolerate. To spare yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like to tolerate. I, I have like a high tolerance for hypocrisy. And pain. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That comes from other people and their treatment towards me that I don't think other people have. Um, hence why the the common sense being very uncommon, where you feel like this is how I'm looking at something, and this person is looking at it from that other lens, and the lens is absolutely like wrong almost because now there's between the two of us, one of us is compromised where you could say, if I was in that position, I would probably do this if I was you but now I'm in this position where you're still you and I'm me now in this particular situation. You're not doing what I would probably do for me if I was in your situation type of thing. For sure. So it's like all these different variables as far as relationships are concerned, where you start then discovering like if in our relationship, if my, in my relationship with my, let me say my dad, the certain things that I know are particular triggers t- to me that either come from our re- particular relationship or outside relationships. But you find that our relationships with our parents, for me, my, my biggest triggers come from my dad and my mom and maybe some of the people that I've loved a lot. So that have hurt me before. Right. So my triggers are like things that remind me of a pain that I've gone through that I don't want to deal with in that moment. So the thing that I do is that my almost like emotional, spiritual, mental processor automatically just reacts without processing the whole thing correctly where i could easily fall into a misinterpretation of information mm. or an over reading of a situation or an under reading of a situation mm. sometimes triggers are are accurate in the moment depending on how it manifests out because they all have a premise right you understand what i'm saying yep. with you you could be triggered by something that continues to happen over and over again and no, between us, I could be triggered by something that keeps happening over and over again. I'm like, okay, this is becoming a bit of a thing, bruv. Like, w- why? Let's deal with this thing for sure. Yeah, and then with other, in with other situations, it's just like, I'm triggered because you said something that was related to something that my dad usually said to me that sent me off. You understand? So it's like these different variables. I think in terms of relationships, it's not even only limited to intimate like you're not even saying that yeah i hear you yeah i hear
0: what you're saying And, and and just to clarify just because we started off um with you and i talking about our romantic relationship yes it is accurate to compare our relationship now to my previous relationships and you also obviously do the same but i think it's also experiencing other people you know that's what i was referring to other people their relationships and kind of Starting to see the commonalities in some of the problems that romantically people experience yeah. within relationships, yeah. but definitely all relationships take the same amount and the same. I don't know. It takes the same, the same amount of same principles work. to exactly. be applied. It, it, it's the same work, yeah, yeah. Whether it's romantic or platonic or familial, whatever it is, right. Mm. And incidentally, you know, as you're talking, I just remembered like. You know, this thing of, of being able to carry the brunt of the the burden of just a whole uncomfortable situation, whether it's hypocrisy, whether it's someone hurting you, that was a really big thing for us in the beginning, right? Because we, we were starting to know each other in a romantic sense because we've been friends for quite some time before we actually became intimate partners uh, but it also was very different once we entered that space you know what I'm saying and even though we could have quite open and, and honest conversation as friends I would say you were my best friend definitely <coughs> come on bestie come on come on Come on. I don't know. Come on. I, I, don't, I don't, know. don't even play me.
1: We spend a lot of time together and there was a lot of listening to each other through those processes.
0: Absolutely. About
1: general life stuff. That's our best friend, brad. We had best friends. That's my
0: best friend. That's my best friend. Yes. No, People you get bet. the, People you get the impression. No. No, absolutely. Okay. I don't know if I was your best friend, but you were my you best friend. You
1: wasn't my best friend.
0: Okay, fine. However. Really? Okay, fine. He was my best friend. I was kind of like a girl that he knew, apparently. But same thing kind of still applies because we're talking about the fact, like you just said, we used to listen to each other extensively about the issues that we were having in our lives with our our significant others, within our family spaces, etc. But all of that kind of changed, the dynamic kind of changed when now... I became your intimate partner and you started having issues with me that could only come up in a romantic type context. You know what I mean? Or would affect you differently once in the romantic context. Hear me out. I would say just to round it all off, I would say triggers are actually a necessity in the process of healing. If I hadn't hurt you or triggered you in a particular way, I would not have known that that was something that was hurtful to you. So I would have been going along blindly. Similarly, you wouldn't know that somebody else outside of, you know, the connection that created the initial trauma, that somebody else could affect you and and give you that same feeling. Do you get what I'm saying? In a nutshell, what I'm saying is you understanding that you have a trigger is the first part of you reclaiming a bit of yourself is the is the first part of you starting the process of healing from that particular trauma because once you know that this is a trauma and once you have investigated and reflected within yourself and gone back and tried to find the root and the source of that trigger now you have a little bit more control now you have a little bit more power regained because then that trigger doesn't control you. You can do a little bit more when you are in control of your your reactions and your responses when certain things come up, when you understand how they affect you and why they affect you. So for me, I find that to be extremely empowering to actually investigate what the trigger is, the source of it, understand it, and then be able to work your way through it. So that's why I feel as though triggers are actually essential for healing in, in, in certain instances.
1: I think, me okay, this is my interpretation of what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying moments of discomfort are important in relationships or in general for each person for their own growth because some of us or well, people have their own different things that mm. you know that are their triggers and as far as relationships go and maybe particularly our relationship is through what you're also saying in this particular context is that it is through triggers that you got to learn certain things about me that i particularly don't like because of my experiences with that particular situation or at least the the concept of Whatever it is, the whether, yeah, the principle core principle yeah, of what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. it are manifested in different ways, which then kind of I want to say fabricates or emulates the initial thing, which then right. easily forces you to make their association because the feeling is the same. I feel like a trigger is like a gateway a trauma, absolutely. And like you're saying, the trauma getting into where you there's part of you that have been caged somewhere. There's a part of you that has been locked up somewhere because of that trauma, depending on what it was, right? Right. So like you're saying now is going through the process of identifying the trigger and seeing that this trigger leads to this trauma through those different, like through those steps, you can start reclaiming parts of yourself because it doesn't control you to the point where you either over or under or just react in a way that is not appropriate Appropriate because yeah. it just sent you bruv. like it just yeah. sent you whole. like it just yeah. took you really far and you couldn't even really recognize that but emotionally it's just like those those big chunks of energy that are just waiting to come out of you passive-aggressive behavior is the cousin of trauma of tr- the cousin of triggers because someone that's passive-aggressive is like someone that is kind of hoarding or keeping something internally, mm. but is reacting and behaving or rather reacting and behaving in a way that kind of shows us this underlying tones to what's like. You're touched. You're touched. You're touched. Right?
0: Yeah. So, um, and this builds on and already we've, we've spoken about, you know, relationships with parents and, and one of the biggest breakthroughs that I have ever experienced was understanding that, Each one of us, for us to kind of graduate from being a child and losing that innocence, you actually go through a trauma. Traumas are different for all people, right? Some, and obviously the the, the degrees of trauma are varying, but a lot of trauma that I have personally experienced in my own life and in the lives of people who are close to me comes from our parents, comes from... Either neglect, abuse, you name it, right, and and that starts to manifest within you. It starts to build your insecurities because think about it, your parents are the first kind of grown people that you experience or not experience and they kind of give you the blueprint of life and if that person that's giving you the blueprint does something that's detrimental and there's never actually healing that goes along with that if there's never you know accountability from that person to say yo I've hurt you and if there's not resolution in a young person in a child who doesn't have kind of the cognitive ability to break it down and and try to understand it in different ways. It, it just hurts. Yeah. And that hurt is a hurt that you will carry for the rest of your life and it will inform how you interact with people throughout your life. Yeah. And that is why healing is important. And my thing with triggers is you just said what is a trigger? When you said that I just thought it's a signal. It's literally a signal to let you know, "Hey, This this is messing me up somewhere inside. Like, because when you get triggered, you will react badly most of the time. I don't well, let me speak for me personally. When I'm triggered, I react badly. When you're triggered, sometimes you react badly. And it's not a given that it will be a bad reaction every time. But even if you don't react at all, internally the feelings that you have are so strong when you are triggered, right? And unfortunately a lot of people will continue to suppress because you've been suppressing it your whole life essentially since the point of the initial trauma and the thing is you need to follow the signal if the signal says go left go left and investigate what it is you are actually supposed to be uncovering from that signal what is the the end point what is the destination of the signal and what am i meant to do when i get there and usually the answer is when you get there you got to start, you know, breaking it down, digesting it, healing from it, working through it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You could literally write the different types of triggers, or at least the different manifestations of triggers and the different types of traumas. Mm. You know, go mm. to traumas and then write, like, okay, traumas that are usually from your dad, to manifest that which ones are stronger than the others and also what qualifies as a trauma. Where we could easily say trauma. Maybe true, maybe not so true. But some look some things that you experience someone is experiencing something that's way worse than that or is in harder situations but is surviving or progressing in their life without, you know, without the setbacks that you would you would take or it's like assumed to be the the trauma you should move forward with your life so absolutely i think it's 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 a it's a it's a a very multifaceted thing the concept of triggers and the concept of traumas and pain and passive-aggressive behavior and like reactions and underreactions overreactions
0: for sure i was actually trying to find a because you just spoke about categorizing the types of trauma and there's a there's like a thread that i found on instagram where it basically details what you're saying so as a child if you experienced neglect this is how oftentimes it manifests. If it was abuse, it manifests like this. And, and it, it was tied to kind of personality traits and, and behaviors that yeah. are exhibited by people yeah. who have that type of trauma. But definitely I think it would be interesting to take it a step further yeah. and kind of get into the, the gender specific manifestations. Yeah. So what is your gender? What is the gender of the person that, that holds
1: your triggers? You then. understand. That is the founder or the the, the initiator or the, the the one that traumatized you in, you know.
0: Exactly. In different
1: ways. Yeah. Because
0: we hear all the time about how women have daddy issues. Men sometimes, you know, there's a common phrase a mama's boy. I don't know that mama's boy has a lot to do with trauma, but you might find that there's 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 definitely something there Where it's like There's an unhealthy Dependence Reliance On your mom Even Like A lot of women oh, mm, Let me rephrase that Some women that I've spoken to That are married To men Who have mommy issues Or are mama's boys It's so Mommy
1: issues Because like Absolutely You know why Like You like It's almost like the second one Is, is better sounding Because it's Male base, right? It makes it cute. It makes it cute, but when it's women, it's like dirty issues, and it's already Absolutely. going directly to like really terrible behaviors. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know,
0: it's such a burden for these women to be married to men who do not even trust them enough. You know, so for example, mm, we have a major decision to make in the house, and the man cannot even like we can't sit down and talk about it as a couple without you then going back to your mom 30. to consult mm. and to do all this other work you can already see how a third dynamic in your marriage could put so much strain on it so mm. it would be very interesting cuz i mean what's the 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 mother to daughter Trauma. What does that it's look? Crazy. like? What's dad to son? What does oh, that look no. like? You know what Ask I mean. Alpha
1: male complexes at a particular, particular age. Oh Now we're, no. ta- we're talking
0: about you know if we talk about people who are in the LGBTQ. You understand? Oh no! Their their kind of responses and experiences with their their parents, parents. of whichever gender. It, it's so it's, nuanced. Mm-hmm. You could write whole books on the signs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I man. This, this is like, I mean, this is like, you know, this is for me like the the best part of like trying to figure out, not because it's going to be uniform or it's going to be written, in, it's going to be set in stone that this is what happens when you're a guy and you're a Sagittarius. And you have mommy issues, mm. and you're 24. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. This this doesn't mean it beca- we easily become now a formula for when you're raised by a single mom as a as a as a young woman, right. and now you're growing up. You would then now have these particular traits of being overly independent, not being able to allow other people to help you, especially because of the absence of a male figure in your life. And then because Bogunga Queen daughter or your dad wasn't there, then you're going to build you know, kind of develop this hypermasculine complex where mm-hmm. you hate men or hypermasculine mm-hmm. complex where As you a don't, woman yeah. As a woman you yeah. don't depend on men but you assume the disposition of very masculine you know, a very masculine energy or masculine. I could see. Absolutely. Um, I think the, the like understanding the science of all these things is so important to us for us to be able to like engage them correctly and practice them correctly and moving them correctly without, mm. you know, like looking at them from like a very surface level, you know, and most of these things are very true. You understand? Like, they're so true. Like, there's an actual science behind my relationship with my father and how it affects me as a male. Mm. Then you get, like, these alpha male complexes at a particular age where he's like, I'm still in his house, but the weird thing is still, like, I'm in your house. I want to be out of your house. There's this thing of, you have to do it on your own. This is very surface level referencing, by the way. Like, I'm just trying to Mm. maybe, like, make a very simple one. But also there's almost like a feeling of like a super attachment. Again, like yeah, like don't there's almost like a feeling of don't leave, but also when you're here, you have to still struggle, but I can't struggle outside of his presence type mm, of thing. Mm. But that's like a very simple example, right? Yeah. And then you have my relationship with my mother and how I've engaged her through all my years and maybe how that actually affects my relationship with with other women, mm. whether intimate or women of her age or women of like women my age or younger and just generally like the opposite sex. Yeah. And how I engage them, then that, that becomes almost the premise. Um almost like something that it becomes like an a very strong influence and blueprint mm. and, and how I, I engage engage with other people of the opposite sex. Yeah. I think it was two days ago I was watching the viral clip, right? Yeah. So this this thing was like the sun was legit Saying his piece, but I don't like we didn't like I didn't get there was like maybe five six minutes where the son is talking about he's he's stating his case to the to the judge like yo I I'm sorry I'm I'm so ashamed that I had to be in this position where I've shamed my mom and I don't I don't like being in this position where my mom is in this position also mm. but I also want to say something to you your honor my mom told me. From a very young age, that she will never ever love anyone more than she loves herself, and she will always be first before she she loves me, and sh- she always made me understand that I will always be second best, regardless of what whatever she's experienced, of what am ex- I am experiencing, mm. and then the judge gave the mom an opportunity. Do you ever say this to your son? See, I said it once, and this guy's just like. He never said it once. He said it all the time. Then mm. she's explaining the story. I went into the Navy, blah, 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 blah. But literally the end thing was, the judge was like, so you don't realize that your negligence to your son has caused them trauma for him to be in this court today, mm. to be in a position where he's now a part. And then the son gets that another opportunity. says, I don't even understand why I'm now still in this position as someone that I feel have, has been a victim all these years. I'm now the one that's also apologizing to you
0: mm, for how I feel. For how I feel about the things that experience. you've done to my expenses yeah. of you. Yeah.
1: Like that's, and this guy's yeah. like, a, obviously, probably there was like a, a criminal case. Sure. And now the mom was brought in to kind of be there. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was like family court or something, but probably this guy did something really bad. That's why he's apologizing to the mom. But what I'm trying to go to is like, we need to, and it goes back to that thing that we were talking about in the book, um, the synestine prophecy about the dif- identify, for instance, the, the very basic science is identifying what types of tactics your parents use to take energy from you. There's an aloof, there's a poor me, there's an intimidator and there's an interrogator. Mm. And, Intimidator and interrogator go together and then an aloof and poor me go together, right? Yeah. So you need to first, like the book kind of says, you need to find out who is the aloof poor me and who's the intimidator, and interrogator between you and your parents. Because that then becomes some of your character traits that is like cognitive behavioral things that you copy from you know, For sure, so that were influenced that you, that by we're those influ- relationships. Exactly. Yeah. That then becomes to dictate how you, take, you, a, are. you yeah. take energy from other people. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So I think essentially the science of triggers and the science of traumas and the science of our relationship with our parents and really understanding and interrogating them correctly is so important. Yeah. Because like you're saying, by doing that, you reclaim parts of yourselves. Mm. Like we reclaim part of ourselves. Yeah. And you mentioned something about black women And how they're perceived to be strong, and like there's a global connotation about them being strong in a very masculine sense, Mm. and then you have the issue of the same women, who are weak, and not capacitated to be in positions of power to rule. Maybe, maybe even like looking at governance. I know they're too emotional and blah 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 blah. But Mm. in our culture, they're still staying at. Masadu And then there's there's one guy when we what talk... talking about that translate what, to? What does it? it translates to the woman is going to be endurant? Yeah. Long like they they, they suffer for like this they, they have the characteristics, an innate characteristic or trait of long suffering. Right. They are patient. They can they can go through tough times and bear them because they're also. Born like that. That's how God made them. For them to suffer for long and...
0: Yeah. Almost, you understand? Yeah, so but, the direct translation for those of us who don't speak Sisoto is the woman holds the blade side of the knife.
1: Essentially. Yeah. So the question is the, why... The,
0: the, 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 the sharp side. Yeah.
1: Why does why does the woman have to hold the blade on the sharp side?
0: And then also she's she's the weak one. And then she's, she's, she's the, the weak sex. one. You understand? Yeah. It, it, the the contradict Patriarchy. Right? Patriarchy is real because listen okay hear me out though let me let me let me say something that might trigger a few people i mm, i've observed how men have a particular weakness and for me it's an emotional weakness or an emotional immaturity when it comes to certain things let me give you a prime example when a girl gets a broken heart right She heals. She does whatever, whatever, and she's supposed to keep it moving, whatever. But when a guy gets broken hearted, they're a dog. They're gone for life. With a lot of guys, with with a lot of guys, not all guys, but with a lot of guys, once they have that first heartbreak of the girl that they really, really loved, then they're just out here. They they become players. They become completely desensitized. And for me, that's a weakness. Fact, yeah. That that's a weakness you need to be able to deal with your pain deal with your trauma and heal move on and not you know bring on the baggage in the
1: whole forest you probably. understand
0: what i'm talking about like whatever your ex did to you it's not necessarily true that whoever you are with currently will do that to you or even that everyone has the capacity to do that so for me it's crazy that women are the quote unquote, the weaker sex. how? the The only weakness we have, or comparatively, is strength, obviously. Outside of physical strength, women are winning or are ahead for the most part with with all the kind of emotional strength, the spiritual strength, intuitive. the mental strength intuition crazy you understand so i don't even think this is the one to get into you know kind of too too deep into the gender war cuz we're going to have to have like a gender war talk at okay. some point yeah
1: okay to just to just go back to to the center of all what basically that what the whole conversation today is about um is what are triggers how do we actually engage triggers on a day-to-day basis? Mm. And what is the science behind triggers? What are our traumas? Identifying our traumas and dealing with those traumas. Identifying people that's the originators of our traumas and yeah. how they affect our lives and our behaviors. Yeah. And how we lose... Like I, I really liked the way you said, by engaging those particular things that have happened to us that were our traumas... Dealing with them and healing from them is reclaiming parts of ourselves. I th- I, f- I felt like that w- that was really profound, and I agree one hundred percent with it because
0: yeah,
1: you gain a certain amount of control. Mm. You know, you gain a certain amount of control um, from that. So I I don't know. But then going further, we can go into maybe even more of the context of the conversation that we were having today about now the process of dealing with the trauma i think yeah. we can get to the process of dealing with the trauma now and yeah what you what you maybe what's your take on the processes of dealing with traumas
0: i think you know the biggest reason for me that like the burning compulsion that i had and have to do this podcast is to kind of pass along this particular message which is incidentally the answer to your question of how do you then deal with trauma you have to do the work I can't stress that enough and by the work I mean you have to go deep within yourself you have to reflect you have to be already a person who is in that space of being reflective because if you don't reflect on your traumas, your triggers. There's no way that you can start to even process them. There's no way that you can reclaim yourself. There's no way that you can reclaim control. So the solution for me is always go inside of yourself. Stop being afraid to be alone, be uncomfortable on your own, and to start that process and then start doing that work. Because if you don't do that, you will forever be a victim of circumstance. You will forever not understand why certain things are happening or why certain things that happen affect you in a particular way. If you're not then willing to interrogate where it actually comes from. Do you get what I'm saying? So the solution is always look back. You have to, you have to go back and deal with that trauma eventually. Whatever the trauma is. And at some point you said not all of us have trauma. I think all of us have trauma. I think to be alive is to experience suffering to some degree or other. It doesn't mean that I will necessarily understand or relate or appreciate what your struggle was. Or that it would have affected me the same way. But that doesn't negate the fact that you do have a struggle. Even if I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, my thing is everybody in every walk of life, let's let's go in. Let's actually go in and start to process some of this trauma that we're carrying around before it destroys us. Yeah. Cuz triggers will destroy your relationship. Like if you if you also don't know how to communicate if you don't know how to resolve conflict, if you don't know how to listen, if you don't know how to be empathetic, if you don't have patience, you will never be able to 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 transcend these moments of being triggered and that will forever put your relationships in jeopardy. You will end up being the bitter person or the angry person or, you know what I'm saying, like a person who just has like, crazy reactions that are not appropriate and that will eventually alienate you from people depending obviously on you know the the, levels. the level
1: yeah in terms of the the process of dealing with traumas right um an example also tying it back to what we just talked about right about relationships with our parents blah 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 right so i i have In my space and practice, I find myself at points doing sessions with people that come to see me where I'm doing marriage counseling, right? Mm. Where it was like older, way older people, people older than my mom or people my mom's age and younger and people like in their 40s and in their marriages that have been together for 10 years and been three, five. Someone just got engaged so in my practice, I find that it has also gone into those spaces where I'm dealing with, or at least I'm presented with, the opportunity to be a person that's placed in, like I get placed in the position where I have to bring light to that particular context. In terms of my process in that, it's a it's a very different story altogether, right? But I have some people, right, that I've met, uh, a, a particular couple and the the, the 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 and their relationship, right? So. I learned how the relationship of of the the gentleman or then Daddy had affected their marriage in a particular way where he was still learning how to deal with those traumas. So we had all that the his whole
0: relationship con- with who?
1: His relationship with his mom affects his relationship with the wife. Right. In in the sense that there's certain things that the wife might do that resemble what the mother used to do
0: hmm.
1: that had traumatized him in his childhood. Hmm. But the wife was like, but I never, like, that's not even where I was coming from. Mm. That's not what I was trying to say. Mm. That's not what the, the energy or the behavior coming from me is about. Mm. But that's how he receives it because it resembles what he has been carrying for such a long time. Mm. So he's the type of person that's also is not expressive that much, right? Mm. Um So we had maybe three sessions. And then after the third session where we got to, now, each person has an assignment to go deal with their traumas. The, the wife has her traumas and the husband has traumas from back and from the relationship and trying to resolve certain, you know, disconnections and why they happen. Mm. The fourth session that we had, this is that they had downloaded meditations
0: mm.
1: on his phone that he listens to about traumas about healing about past experiences about pain Mm. emotional pain Mm. and the psychology of himself Mm. so he had gone out understood the importance of going to actually see he started with seeing this as a trauma Mm. oh this is a trauma i didn't think this is a trauma Mm. how what do you mean this is a trauma look at the triggers what are the triggers leading to? Mm. How do they happen? And how does it manifest? And then he's like, oh, okay. Traum- triggers, traumas. So what are my traumas? We look at the trauma and we dissect the trauma and we look at the base and then we translate the trauma into the relationship mm. and how it affects the wife. And then we look at the wife and how she could be doing certain things that she's not conscious are borderline around those particular areas. Whether she's doing the direct thing or something that's just next door to. Sure. that could cre- recreate that same feeling that he's experiencing that is the trauma mm. or is triggered into reminding or at least giving him the experience of the trauma. Right. Then we got to where now, go do the assignment, go look at these different issues and go think about them and go start working around dealing with them. This is how you deal with them. Go confront them internally first. Go mm. look at them and look at how actually this thing Happen and how it actually makes you feel. Because also as men. We have this thing of. Men are sheep. They don't cry. A direct translation. Of how sheeps. When they're killed or slaughtered. They don't make a sound. Compared to all these other animals. Your goats and your pigs. Well a cow doesn't make too much of a noise. But a sheep literally doesn't make. I, I doubt it even farts. Because it doesn't make any. <laughs> it doesn't make a noise right. Sure. So. Men, even when you're dying inside, mm. even when you're dying inside, don't make a sound. Don't say anything about it. We've learned how to bottle all these different kinds of experiences that we have. And if an emotionally intelligent men in our culture as black people or as Africans and as black people or as men generally is that we do emotional intelligences for women Mm. and men are meant to just be strong steadfast quick on their feet providers hunters you know protectors that don't cry that don't show emotions that don't react in a particular way and all you see is passive aggressive behavior of men punching and beating their women because they don't they don't necessarily you know talk about how they feel blah 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 like that's a different one but this specifically the the relationship that these people have and how this guy started going into that. And when he came back, is like, I was actually listening to these meditations that say this and this and this and that I'm ready to move forward. Mm. I'm ready to heal. And then, it, it, you know, he felt like the wife was kind of slacking back because she had her own traumas that were triggered by his traumas that she was still dealing with. Mm. So now it's the process of I'm healing quicker than you are, but the person that's now the victim of maybe a trauma of a victim of her trauma is now in a position like, okay, wait, before we get to where you are, I also still want to go into what I'm going through. And now it's like, mm. okay, you guys need to understand you're in two different places. She's healing at this pace and you're healing and you're ready to move on. Like you're ready to move forward through these traumas. So I think an essential and like an important part about healing is really want to mm. heal. Some people don't want to heal. We have people... Mm. There are mm. literal Jerry's, bruv. Mm. Some people are Jerry's in life.
0: Nobody knows who Jerry is. Jerry
1: is the guy from Rick and Morty.
0: Nobody watches Rick and Morty. Okay, like, Jerry okay. Rick. A victim type person.
1: He's a constant victim.
0: Right.
1: Of everything. Yeah. So some people in life are just Jerry's, bruv. Like, they don't... Yeah. Even if, like, they can... That goes back to the poor me and the loof character. Mm. Of how people... That's a trait or a skill or at least a me- a mechanism that people use to take other people's energies. Mm. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm an orphan, and my dad died, and my mom died when I was young. Okay, okay, so well, so what's up with that? Yeah, but like that means I have all the excuses not to get my life.
0: Sure.
1: I'm going to sit back here and not do anything sure. f- about my life. You yeah. understand? Like, there's people that enjoy being in that state. There's people that mm. actually enjoy sorrow and you know misery and misery it's Mm, a thing mm, there's some people that are mm. addicted like some people want to find things that make them sad that when they're happy it's like oh weird what's going on here we can't be here for long because that means i'm okay and i'm not okay
0: for sure
1: you understand what i'm saying Yeah. so also maybe it might be all those traumas but Sometimes it's just literally intent, like I want to heal, yeah. I want to grow, I want to move past this. Some people do struggle even when they try to, yeah, but some people literally choose not to want to deal with the things, and yeah. some people don't know how to get out of those situations, like the the example I just made, he had no clue for sure, but when he got information. Mm he started making steps towards getting to where he needs to. But even people that get the information, some of them still choose to sit with the information and do the direct opposite.
0: I've definitely met a few people who who are like that, who know information but don't act on it and choose to remain in a particular space that's actually quite limiting for them. And, And the effect of that is ultimately you are sabotaging yourself if you choose to do that Uh, i just think from what you said it got me to thinking about the fact that triggers also manifest if you don't choose to interrogate them in insecurities right and and we had kind of a version of that of this conversation today where i was saying when you don't address something that is a trigger for you it might end up being that you're even misunderstanding misconstruing or completely missing the mark of what something is saying which is what you're saying even in your example that you just made of this married couple where the guy was triggered and the wife was like that's not even where i was coming from but because the trigger has now caused an insecurity insecurity sometimes manifests in if i just say something even related to the topic you're already going to interpret it as being something that's against you do you get what i'm saying or something that that has something to do with that trauma and, and that's for me a lack of control you don't have any control over where your emotions are taking you another very interesting thing we, sp- we spoke briefly about gender-based violence a man said to me once men don't talk men don't talk and if i'm having an altercation a verbal exchange with my wife or with my woman whatever the case and she crosses a particular threshold i.e she triggers me in one way or the other then my recourse is not to respond with words what i will then do is i will hit her because I will never be that good at being able to communicate. I don't know how to use words and and I thought that was very interesting because that's a that's a, a mentality that I I assume is quite prevalent in our own context that, that's I had, that particular man put it in that way, but I've heard different variations of that same concept, that same principle being put forward and it again, just adds and ties into what you're saying about there not being any value in our society as Africans, as black people of, you know, investing in men gaining emotional intelligence. And that is a shame. But the most important thing that I a thousand percent agree with is that it's a choice. And that's that's my other thing that I'm super big on. Every single thing is a choice. Every single thing that you do is your choice. And and sometimes people, you know, hide behind, I guess it's the, the poor me type person, hide behind like weak excuses such as, yeah, but if I do this, then it also won't be good because let let's be factual about it. There is nothing pleasant about the healing process nothing you're gonna go and re-traumatize yourself for you to get over that trauma and so a lot of people don't want to go there because they know when i get there it's a mess like it's about to be a wrap for me emotionally and psychologically and i just don't want to you know do that to myself and and really that's more for me i could be wrong i'm i could i stand to be corrected but it's very much a child's response, right? If we're talking about triggers and the initial trauma that causes a particular trigger, a lot of these traumas, I believe, happen in your childhood or in the formative years of your life, maybe even as a teenager, right? And when we are young and we don't have, again, the the mental the emotional capacity competencies skills that it takes to digest and reflect and, and and work through things then the natural reaction is to suppress and so when people choose or continue to keep choosing to suppress as opposed to confronting what the trauma and the triggers are then you remain almost in like a childlike state emotionally and you you Progression then becomes very difficult because you're approaching everything with the psychology and with the emotional understanding of that same child that experienced that trigger that's going to, I mean, experience the trauma that's then going to create the trigger that's going to keep happening over and over, thus perpetuating the cycle of toxicity and brokenness. Yeah. Okay, so let's break it down. Number one, you have to choose. First of all, actually, maybe number one
1: is, is you
0: have to have the information, right? As in, to go back to the the married couple example, this man did not know that he had this trigger, yeah. right? So first you have to be aware of the yeah. fact that this is a trigger and then understand what a trigger is, yeah. right? Number two, then you have to choose to want to heal. You have to choose that journey, that process of of investigation, yeah. la 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 la. Yeah. All that. Then thirdly, you have to commit to that choice. Yeah. You don't just choose to want to heal one time. You choose to want to heal every time. Every single day. You have to keep re choosing it because at some point Again, the healing process is super ugly. At some points, it just gets too heavy. It just gets too much. And at that point, you can choose to regress or choose to stop and and just be happy where you're at with whatever level of, of understanding that you have at that point. So you have to commit to go beyond the discomfort. Go beyond everything that you are afraid of feeling and just feel it. Because if you, Feeling something Fully And experiencing Something fully Being hurt fully Is how You are going To get over it Because if you never Actually fully Experience it Fully grow from it You'll never get over it And that's how Triggers are created In the first place
1: Absolutely I think yeah It's a very It's a very clear Like blueprint Identify Pay attention to yourself. Mm. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to your behaviors. Pay attention to your toxic behaviors. Mm. Pay attention to how you hurt other people. Take accountability for moments that you hurt other people. This so is like a lot of people, Ooh. you know, there's like this thing uh, hurt people hurt other people. Trash. You know, hate it. It's a trash truth because people are not working on themselves and mm. healing from their past traumas and they kind of push that into other people. You made that example of people could be predominantly male or even with women um, of people that get hurt and then say, yeah, mm, you know, and like I'm going mm. to show all these other women and they become these people that become very careless and very cold. We need to pay attention to all those kinds of things. So I think more than anything, this conversation was not only about triggers, not only about, you know, traumas, but also about also about relationships but also about us as people and reflection and all these taking accountability and making the actual choices to wanting to move forward. Mm. Because if I want to grow, I'm going to make a conscious choice that I'm going to do five, six, and seven if I know I have to do five, six, and seven when I have the information. Mm. Mm. I need to take action on the information Mm. and do what I have to do. But like you are saying, some people will live bask, swim, drown, Mm. and breathe toxic air and still choose every day to complain about the toxic air with all the information that they have that can take them out or then pull themselves out of those situations. They'll always find an excuse or reason to stay.
0: Absolutely. And I think the other thing that is the most critical is 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 this idea of the the effects the influence the manifestations of our relationships with our parents guys do not have kids if you are broken and not working on it do you know what i mean but i guess if you were not working on it and you were broken you wouldn't even have that level of awareness to be able to make that call. But legitimately. Sometimes I look at. the Our parents generation. And on reflection. I just think. All these people were broken. And it's not their fault. That they were broken. Just like it's not our fault. That we are broken. Or it's not our grandparents. Or the great great great. From the generations before yeah. that. It's not a conscious choice that you made to be broken it's 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 lineage it's heritage it's it's generational curses you know what i mean it's fine to be broken but acknowledge that you are and
1: in one way work or another
0: towards fixing it yeah work you have to want to do it you have to choose it you have to commit to it because otherwise you are just going to keep repeating the same cycles. You are going to affect your kids. You are going to traumatize your kids. And to be fair, let me clarify. We are all probably going to traumatize our kids.
1: In one way or another. In
0: one way or another.
1: But it's no excuse to wanting to cut the cycle.
0: Absolutely. We're all going to do it, but I would rather they have a different experience of that trauma from me. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather... You know, me pushing you hard and me, you know, wanting you to be the best, be the trauma. I'd rather you have that kind of trauma.
1: The Tiger Woods, Serena Williams you trauma. You
0: understand? Because at the end of the day, we're about to be rich off that trauma. And then you can get therapy. Yeah. For it. Yeah. But like, like, we're here now. Um, I'd rather it be that type. And obviously, I would... I'm going to try by all means. But what I'm saying is human beings aren't perfect. But honestly, guys people stop having these damn babies if you don't want them if you're not ready to do the work i think anyone who has a baby or has had a baby will let you know yo this thing you have to be selfless for this thing you're gonna be tired you're gonna sacrifice you're gonna be broke okay not everybody obviously but like it, it costs a lot to have a baby to feed a baby all of these things are sacrifices, and that's great, but you have to make another one. And the other one is you have to, and it's not even a sacrifice, but what I'm saying is if you're already out here sacrificing, you might as well go all the way with it and also do the work, internal work that you have to do to be a great parent. How many times have we heard this thing of, you know, when you have a, a situation with your parent or a disagreement, I'm sure a lot of people, most people have experienced it where it's like, yeah, but I put clothes on your bag and I feed you. Yeah.
1: But be accountable. That's for your job. Yeah, Yeah.
0: You understand? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also did not ask to be born. If mm-hmm. you didn't want to have a kid, you didn't have to have a kid. You chose to have a kid. Now that you do, you have to understand that's a life in your hands. You are molding a whole person. What kind of person are you trying to mold? So if you're already over there, go all the way with it and work on yourself. So that your kids won't have to experience the trauma that you experienced. So that you are equipping your kids younger to be better. Yeah. You get what I'm saying?
1: Emotionally intelligent at a very young age. Very aware and conscious of themselves. Conscious of self.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely those kinds of traits. That you find later in your life mm. as you're grown and you bump into information that you 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 can, your spirit kind of forced you into and you had to do the work but try like basically what the thing is try not to get your kids to the position where i mean it's not this is not parenting advice from people with no kids it's, <laughs> it's it's it's
0: humaning advice yeah, it's from just, other humans.
1: It's not even advice, yeah. it's just opinions. You understand sure. what I'm saying? Sure. It's like opinions of people that are kids of people that are kids of other people that are kids of other people. And seeing some of these kind there's so many people like there's so many directions that this could go.
0: Right. You understand this right. like in
1: terms of our relationship with our parents and how they continue to do what they do, mm. some of them mm. to us. Mm. So, the the thing is, don't, you know, do the work now so that you don't find your kids, man. Like, having to learn these very important lessons at 25, at from 22. From the streets, also. From the streets. Or from you in a bad way. Mm. Like, teach your kids about all these principles now. Yeah. But also, they have to start with you. Like, basically, the kid issue or the kids or children aspect is only coming in because we're trying to speak about breaking generational traumas and curses because that's also the nature of, you know, that's how sometimes traumas behave. Mm. It's something that came from someone's mom and it starts translating to this wife and then the wife is going to take it to the kids and Mm. then the kids are going to see, ah, our parents are like this and then Mm. that's how they live and grow. Yeah, this is how I was treated by my mom and this is how I'm going to treat your mother Mm. and then I'm going to make sure that each and every one of you experiences... A little bit of what I experienced as a like experienced as a child consciously or unconsciously, you know absolutely, so, so yeah, I don't want people to think, yeah, but like it's just human human opinions that we have that could if you look at them in 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 a very positive light, you could get something from them,
0: absolutely. That is the whole purpose of this podcast. I, I feel like this podcast is for people who are at step two almost, which would be having identified something and now having to choose, right? This is for people who are actively choosing to be better, actively choosing to heal, actually actively trying to retain themselves and find all these beautiful things that come with all of this hard work because it is hard work but the beauty that you find man the the, what you receive from doing that work is priceless because what that is is peace peace of mind peace in your spirit peace yeah you get me so With that being said, I would like to thank my very first guest and my partner for joining me. Here we go. And thank you to everyone who heard us out today. Thank you so much for your attention. If you like what you heard, please come back over here for the next conversation. And by all means, share this, bruv. Share this with your friends. Share this on your socials.
1: Don't call you like, Don't call the okay? audience brav, brav
0: Repost Brav. Repost the thing. Comment if anything that we have spoken about today has touched you or you have an experience of any of the things that we have spoken about. Please feel free to get down in the comments section and share. The whole point of this podcast is for us to create a community, is to create a family. Completely judgment-free zone where we can build together, where we can learn together, and grow together, most importantly. So with that said, we out of here. Bye. Say bye, bruh.
1: Bye. How are <laughs> Like you close. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Like how are